Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Hello, kids. This is Risk, the show where people tell true stories they never thought they'd dare to share. I'm Kevin Allison, and every Thursday we release these special episodes where we look back at content from our earlier years, sometimes single stories, sometimes whole episodes. Keep in mind that years ago, people might have worded things differently than they would today. As always, the title of the whole series, Risk, is itself a content warning. This week, a story that James Gordon first shared on the show in March of 2016. Here's James now with a story we call Reset. It just hit me. I'm here at Risk Live. Concord Music Hall, right? Me and all you motherfuckers. Let's go. The Bulls are ahead 86 to 80. It is late in the season, and they are beating the Orlando Magic, who they have not beaten all season. Okay, that's total bullshit. I'm playing Sega Genesis, Bulls versus Blazer, and I haven't beat the Orlando Magic all season, because that damn Penny Hardaway scores like 60 or 70 points. I can't stop that motherfucker for some reason. It's 4.35 left in the fourth quarter, and this is gonna be it. I'm gushing, gleeing, drinking my Kool-Aid, stereotype, and I'm just really excited. It wasn't grape, it was red. And, 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 yeah. And all of a sudden, my best friend, who happens to be my brother, comes in the room, Hey, G, go up to the park with me. I got to meet Jeff and get a cartridge. I'm like, dude, 
wait a couple more minutes. I'm almost done. I'm about to win. He said, motherfucker, put the game down, pause it, and come on. Now, if anybody's a gamer in here, in present-day gaming, you don't tell a gamer who's about to achieve something they never had before to pause the game. Right. But more importantly than that, those old-ass games like Atari and, and television and Sega Genesis, you might pause them, and guess what? It'll be frozen right there, and you have to start that bitch all over again. So I'm like, bro, no, man, come on, come on. He's like, dude, man, you don't want me to go up there by myself. What would Ma say? He played the mama card. The rule in the house is don't let your brother go anywhere without you. I'm like, oh, shit. All right, cool. I pause the game. I turn off the TV because it is my mom and dad's house. I don't want to run the electricity up, so I turn it off, and we go to the park. Rainbow Beach, it's along South Shore Drive. Everybody goes there, you play tennis, swim, and all that shit there. And what happens? Number one, Jeff doesn't show up there. Number two, my brother gets asked to play basketball. Now, my brother's second team all city. Of course he gets picked to play. He wants to play, he said, man, there's only gonna be a couple games. Guess what else happens? There's a space empty on the team. Bro, come on, play. I'm like, dude, we gotta get back to the game. He says, man, it's only be one game. Don't worry about it. Five games later, we're still on the court, we're winning, I'm all caught up in it. And the sixth game, you ever had that moment in your life, you look back and say, I shouldn't have went, I shouldn't have said, I should have turned, I should have stopped. You ever have one of those moments? That sixth game was that moment. Because coming on the court were two other dudes who had already played and they got picked up, and three vice lords. Leon, Chuck, and Babatunde. Now, just real quick on the gang demographic, I lived on the east side of Exchange. There are train tracks, the metro tracks. And on the east side of Exchange, there was everybody that wore their hat to the right. Gangster disciples, black disciples, black gangsters. This is back then before everything just went together and then haywire. And then on the west side of the tracks, there was everybody wore their hat to the left. Vice lords, Blackstone Rangers, and so forth. These guys not only were notorious gangbangers, they reeked of alcohol. Imagine the Cubs winning and driving through Wrigley Field on the hottest day with your windows down, and you can just smell the alcohol. It's palpable. You can reach out and touch that shit and get drunk yourself. That's what they smell like. This was just bad, written all over it. I look at my brother. My brother, of course, says, man, we can beat them real quick. I said, damn, I should have used my maturity and said, no, bro, we need to go. But I didn't. I'm caught up in it. The game starts, we jump out to a 14-2 lead. Easy. And the trash talking starts. Leon, he's not a good trash talker. I am a tremendous trash talker. Anybody follows me on social network now? Knows I'm a trash talking motherfucker right now. He says, man, I just scored on you. I said, hey, Leon, when I get done here, I'm going to go fuck your mom without showering. I'm going to fucking, she's going to love it. You've probably seen my shoes over your house plenty of times, you know. You know the Jordans? Right. It just go, and it, and it, but then it digresses. It starts getting more personal. He says, hey, I seen your dad 
out there selling crack. I said, hey, he was selling it to your dad. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> he says, punk. I say, pussy. He says, punk again. I said, you're a bitch. <laughs> Next thing you know, there is a basketball screeching, screaming through the air right upside my head. We've got action, ladies and gentlemen. It's the three vice lords and my brother and myself. Now, just real quick, my brother and I are not gang affiliated, but because we live on this side of the tracks and all our friends are happen to be gangster disciples, guilt by association, it's on. We're punching, pow, pow. Sounds like a fucking Batman uh, old school TV, but it's pow, pow, bang. And then all of a sudden there's some separation. Anybody's ever been in a confrontation before, there's a moment where you make one of two decisions. Decision number one, we can take these guys, so let's keep fighting. We chose number two. Run, motherfucker, run. <laughs> we also know that when you're, when you're close to your house like this and it's two, you break up. You split up and say, hey, and because my brother and I are best friends and siblings, we have eye contact, nonverbal communications that say, hey, you go that way, I'm gonna go this way, I'll meet you back at the house, be safe, all right, cool. My brother is an all-city athlete. He takes off running. I, no, I, no, I've never been fast at anything. Okay, taking tests and, and, and spelling, but that's not good right now. So I take off running too. But I'm smart, so I say, I'm going to South Shore Drive. If you're familiar with our city's demographic, South Shore Drive starts at 83rd, goes through Hyde Park, and right around the museum, it becomes Lakeshore Drive. Lakeshore Drive continues north and becomes Sheridan. It is a very big street, popular street. Nobody would do anything to anybody on this street. It'd be stupid. <laughs> As I'm casually, slightly jogging down South Shore Drive, all I hear is, hey, motherfucker, we gonna get you! In a 1989 black four-door Bonneville, if you can remember, the box joint, and of all things they're playing through their kicker box is NWA's Fuck the Police. As I look back on that right now, I said, shit, for all the times police pull over black men for nothing, where the fuck are they right now? <laughs> so I start running, thinking still, nobody's gonna do anything on South Shore Drive. I cut back through the fence. There's a fence, and it's, it's like a long pathway in the park. So I cut through, run across, I cross 78th Street. There's a basement, and for some reason it said, I said, turn this way. I turn into that yard, and the basement is ajar. I said, I'm going to go in here. So I go in, it's pitch dark in there, I hit the light, I'm going to hide in here. I don't know how long I'm going to stay, but I'm going to stay long enough till it gets dark and they won't get me. I guess about 15, 20 minutes I'm there, it hits me. I got to pee real bad. Ain't talking about like, oh my goodness, I can hold it for a couple minutes. No, I'm talking about I drank that PBR that y'all like. I drank about 10 of them. I, I, I like green line myself, I'm sorry, it just runs through me. The, the, the PBR, I drank about 10 of them. And I'm holding them, dancing and shit. So I said, okay, fine, I'm gonna run out, I'm gonna run out there real quick, Pete. 
I run to open up the door, jump out, and guess what? The man, a woman, and four kids are on the other side of the door. Immediately, I slam the door back and jump back inside the, the basement, and they open up the door. The man has this booming-ass voice. What the fuck are you doing in here? I'm like, oh, huh. And, and while I'm getting ready to explain, the mother and the children form a barricade in front of the door. The irony is, this is what my family would have done if somebody would have invaded. But before I could sit in that reverie, he said again, motherfucker, what are you doing in our basement? What are you trying to steal? I said, no, sir. Real quick, rapid fire. No, sir. I'm not, I'm not trying to steal anything. These guys are chasing me. They're after me. I saw your door open. I was just in here. I'm not trying to steal anything. I just, I'm going to leave now. I'm sorry. Hey, I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to do anything. And then... The irony again, he becomes my father in front of me, this strong, caring man. He says, son, you want me to call the police? Do you need any help? You need me to go with you? You want me to walk you home? I'm like, no, sir. I don't want you to be involved at all. I apologize for coming in your home. I'm just going to leave now. And I go past and I slide past. And the mother reminds me of my mother and said, baby, you be okay now. Like black mama say, you be okay, baby. Be safe out there. I piss myself. Um, <laughs> Shit happens. <clears throat> no, I'm so glad the shit didn't happen, but I, that, you know, yeah, stop. Okay. So I run back, and now I've crossed 78th, I'm headed towards 77, and here they come again. My task is not so daunting because all I have to do is get to 76 and get over to Coles. Here's why there's an uneasy alliance, excuse me, truce between the Blackstones and the GDs, and it says this. You can come to the park, play ball, swim, whatever, and then leave and go back, safe passage. You can't stop anywhere in there because it's like you're on some nonsense and we're gonna, we're gonna get you. We're gonna shoot you, kill you, all that shit. So all I had to do was get the 76 and Coles, which was like the gangster disciple central nervous system right there. That's all I had to do. So I'm running, I'm running, and the next thing I hear is bang, bang, bang. Oh shit, they're shooting. This is no longer trash talking. This is no longer something that you could just walk away from and talk about it the next day. They are shooting at me. I graduated college. I just finished my first year of teaching going into my second. I was moving to a new school district which was paying more money, better benefits. I'm not supposed to die. I'm not a gangbanger. I went to Lutheran church. I was an acolyte. I played in the bell choir. I, I didn't, I did. <laughs> big ass bells, that was some stereotypical shit. I had some big ass bells, bang, bang, bang. Some old bullshit, but anyway. I'm, this is not supposed to happen. So I start running harder, faster, again. still have the scar to this day. It gets me. Click. Now it doesn't go in, but it hits me enough where it tears the skin off and I can see white meat. I, I never believed that shit was happening. I figured I'm black. How am I gonna have white meat underneath it? <laughs> doesn't make any sense. But that shit was there. And now, I've never been fast like I told you, but now the run is labored. The walk is even more so. 
And I'm at 76 in South Shore Drive, one block west, and I'm safe. They're getting closer. The pain is just shooting through. Terror has gripped me. I think maybe I want to start crying, but I'm too scared to start crying. I'm like, shit. My mom is going to be pissed off. <laughs> All of a sudden, a Ford Temple, red, four-door, comes screeching up. Ah! Out of the doors, two of my cousins who had been in the armed services and now they were civilians, and my brother. My brother says, Bobo, get in! And I don't know why he called me Bobo at that moment. I, just real quick, I hate that name to right now. My grandma called me that shit and she's still here. I, yeah. Get in! If I jump in, my cousins are firing. This is happening on South Shore Drive, four o'clock in the afternoon, they're shooting. I said, well, that makes sense. They were shooting me, they shooting back. Okay, bang, bang, bang. Cuz, you in? Yeah, I'm in. They jump back in, peel off. Ah! Left. Get the coals. Nobody's behind us. My brother, bro, are you okay? I'm like, motherfucker, I've been shot. He says, I see that. Are you okay? I said, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they take me to South Shore Hospital. Thank goodness, my father, having been in the armed services, had insurance. Go in, go out, they ask all these questions. What happens? Man, I was trying to dunk, came down wrong. The nurse says, oh, you should be careful trying to do that stuff. You gotta be in shape to be trying to dunk. I said, yes, ma'am. <laughs> we get home, I tell my cousins, thank you. My brother and I go inside. My dad says, he sees the big ass bandage. I'm like, Bobo, what happened? Like, dad, I, I got the ball on the break. I was trying to dunk. I hit the rim, fell down. He says, Bobo, you gotta know your limitations, son. You haven't been playing ball in a while. Right, Dad, you're absolutely right. I go in, pick up my controller, turn the TV back on, hit the controller, and what do you fucking know? The game is frozen right there. 4.35 left to go in the fourth quarter, 86 to 80. But I gotta tell you, I took a deep breath, and I've never felt so glad to hit the reset button. Thank you. That's all for this week's Classic Risk Singles episode. Now, don't miss out on our regular full-length episodes. There's a brand new one every Tuesday. And everything you might want to know about us is at risk-show.com.